awesome. I don't think I've ever done this in my life before, standing at the pulpit, so you may have to bear with me a little bit. Um, first, I just want to thank Pastor Joyce. Thank you so much for your vision this church, Pastor Webb, the direction that you guys have taken this church, and, and really Pastor Garrett for being my coach. Right? We all need a coach in our lives. Um, I'm going to move around, and I'm probably going to get a little hyped up. I'm a ball coach. I told you I'm passionate about what I do. So stay with me. If I, it gets a little distracting, I'm sorry. This is going to be. All right, so before we start, I just want to make sure when I stand up here, I'm not a biblical scholar, right? I haven't been to theology. I don't, I've never been to seminary. I haven't done any of that stuff, right? I've just read the book a few times. I'm not a pastor, right? But I think if you talk to a few players I've coached in the past, they say, well, you don't done a lot of preaching, all right? <laughs> And that's part of it. So just, just understand that. There's some things that I am, right? First and foremost, I'm a sinner. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Sometimes I'm a bad husband. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. <laughs> right? Sometimes I'm a bad father. And, and honestly, my flaws, I got plenty of them. Y'all can't count them all. I got plenty of them. And last, I'm a broken man. Just straight up honest, I'm a broken man. But that's the great thing that I can stand up here and talk to you today because of the fact that I serve a forgiving and graceful God. Whoo, come on, amen now. Y'all got to get it going in here. Come on. Right? And, and, and the thing that reminds me of that is, is the song Amazing Grace. All right, we know that song. And it, that song has, is personal to me. Right? It's personal to me. It's my grandmother's favorite song. It's my mother's favorite song. Right? My dad sang Amazing Grace and played the guitar at my grandmother's funeral. My uncle, who can sing, not sing, sang, <laughs> right? sang it at my mother's funeral. So this is close to me. Can you put, that, put these lyrics up real quick? I mean, I ain't going to sing it. Just <laughs> Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Come on, wretches. Come on, wretches, right? I'm not the only one, right? Not alone. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Come on now. It, it doesn't get any better than that. That's the grace that we have, right? And that's the, I don't know who I'm talking to. Somebody's going to hear this. I hope one person somewhere takes this message to heart and just says, you know what? I'm that wretch, but my God loves me. I can do whatever I want. So, that's, that's just a huge part of what I want to do. I want to get into a little message. I'm going to be short on time. It looks like I got told from Children's Ministry, if you don't get done on time, we're going to start popping balloons, acting crazy. And my little six-year-old Mallory is probably going to be the one starting it. So let's, let's make sure we get moving here. So about three years ago, I was coaching at the Indianapolis Colts and just woke up one morning and was in a place, was in a rut. Basically, life happened. I was walking in faith. But probably at that time in my life, I needed to be running in faith. I needed to be running, pick my speed up, get my tempo up. And you see this picture right here, you pull up, right, you can kind of see a little bit more. Like, I got big, I'm just being honest. Just let life put on weight, was a former athlete. And, and so this picture on the left here was basically a year separated from the picture on the right. I was about 250 plus, right? Probably a guard, starting guard, play running back, could probably play guard at that point. All right, and then the picture on the left, so got down, tried to get right, all right, started getting to a position. Now, probably 45, 50 pounds. Y'all want to talk about my man Lex? You want to talk about you want transformation? See what he did. He played offensive line. He looks like he's a point guard now, all right? Awesome, 
awesome, awesome. But I'll put a red line there for a reason is there's so many things that went on between that one year span. Really, my plan was only for 14 weeks, but there was a lot of things that happened right there. And that's really what I want to get into. All right, that's really what I want to get into is that, let me can you go to that next slide real quick. I just got to put it, these are my dogs, these are my guys, this is who we're rolling with. So I wanted to make sure if I was ever going to talk about them, my man Gio was up for the Walter Payton Award last year. Joe Mixon, yes, he's that big, y'all. Y'all don't realize that he's a big man. All right, a couple guys, and as you see, all right, really two of the guys, they're not with us anymore. They're on different teams going other places. The not for long league, that's what happened. But just wanted to put that up there. So really the title of my message that I'm talking is, when I was in that first picture, kind of big, I decided I need to go on that soul food diet. You pull that mess up, the soul food diet. I said, well, okay. I saw a couple people perk up when I said that soul food. Some chicken, some grains, macaroni and cheese, all that stuff, right? But so that's, that's kind of the plan I put my life on and started to do some things, right? Well, there's three things that you got to do in the soul food diet. There's three things, and y'all got to stick with me here now. All right, the first one. All right, you got to get a squad. I didn't say a team. I didn't say a group of people. A squad, right? People that are going to have your back. People are going to be tight with you. People that are going to take care of you, encourage you, and do those things. Because we all have plenty of other people that are negative. We all have them friends who won't even take you to the airport to catch a flight, right? And, and one point that really brings this up is I want to get to Luke chapter 5, 18 through 20. I'm going to read this to you. So some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Now, it goes on further and the Pharisees were in the room and uh, who Jesus think he is can be forgiving people of sins and all that. And Jesus, in his normal way, just crushed it. Is it easy for me to just say, get off your mat and walk or forgive you of your sins? And it basically tells the man, get up, walk, carry your mat out. And he left rejoicing in the name of Jesus as he walked down the street. But there's something I want to make sure you listen to here. And that's the last, the last line of this. When Jesus saw their faith. Not just the man on the mat, not just his faith and his belief, but their faith, the faith of the friends. How many in here got that one friend that's going to come up with crazy ideas all the time, talking about we're going to do this, we're going to do this. We're yeah, we all got them. And if you're shaking your head because you don't know what I'm talking about, it's you. <laughs> okay? Okay? So just know. So I mean, picture it. Picture it. Uh, picture it for, for me and for my boys. We got my man. He's on the mat. We walk to the, Jesus, to the door, man, we can't get in. A lot of friends are like, oh, man, we tried, bro. Good luck to you. And they out. <laughs> right? But no, no, these cats said, you know what? We're going to pick you up. We're going to climb you on top of this roof. We're going to dig a hole through the roof and drop you down in front of Jesus. Because that's how much we believe in. Because we know if we do that, you're going to walk with us out this place. Right? Came in on the mat, walked out. I understand that. And that's, that's the type of people that you have to surround yourself with, right? I surround myself with my wife, my ride or die. No ifs, ands, buts about it. I would not be here today if it wasn't for her. I would not be the man I am today if it wasn't for her. And I'm going to move on because I'll get emotional if I keep talking. All right, so we're going to the next. All right, so 
Get a squad. And that's what I did. I, I reached out to some friends of mine that I know, Rob Giles, Otis Hooper, all right, Billy Wilson, just some friends I went to school with. And they encouraged me. They kept me going. Little text, little message. Hey, man, you're doing good. Keep rolling. You're doing it. Right? And, and that's the thing that you have to make sure that you do. You're going to have to cut some things out of your diet. You're going to have to cut some people out of your squad. All right? You need those ride or dies with you. Go to the next one. So... This is, this is a big thing that, that I want to make sure we understand, because as I get into really the meal and workout plan portion, right, that's what this is what we're talking about, right? So above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows through it. Not some things, everything, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Everything flows through it, and that's what we have to understand. So when we go on this meal workout plan, anybody know what the 80-20 rule is? Right? 80% of what I eat and about 20% of what I do. All right? And when I was with the Colts, we had a nutritionist, Lindsay Langford, came in and she made this presentation to us. And it still sticks with me today because she said, you can't out-train a bad diet. Can't out-train a bad diet. And here I am, this cat, you know, I'm a, I can go hit that gym for two hours. All right? Or I'm going to go lift. Yeah, I did hard lift. I deserve this piece of pie. I worked for it. Right? All that stuff. And we all been there. We know what we're talking about. But, but knowing that, and then I started to think, well, how does that compare to my faith wall? Huh? Can I outpray all the sin I'm doing? Can I just continue to live a life that's not holy, that's not faithful, and still expect I'll be good? You can't do it. Right, what you put into your body is extremely important. Guard your heart. Your heart, because everything flows through it. Right? And what are we giving access to our hearts? And understand this, I'm talking about all, I'm talking about me. What do we give access to our hearts? Right? And it's not just through what we eat, what we go through our mouths. It's what we see. It's what we hear. It's what we think. Right? Those things. So, so real quick, I'm going to try maybe step on some toes right now. What kind of music you listen to? Think about it, what kind of music you And as I say that, just know, I, was, I consider myself a child of hip-hop. I was four years old when Rapper's Delight came out, so I grew up with hip-hop. Some of y'all look like, Rapper's Delight, what is <laughs> A hip-hop, hip it to the, okay, we can stop right there. Okay, so got a few, got a few, got a few, got a few. That was good, got a few. I know I ain't the only, I'm, I'm 44 years old, so I know I'm not the only old person up in here, so good, good. So, I love it. The music is a big part of my life, all right? My dad's played in bands, played guitar, all that stuff. It's part of who I am. But if you want to talk about some of the stuff that I used to listen to, it ain't good. It ain't good. And, and it wasn't putting stuff in me that I needed to do. Things through my ears, the radio. What are, what are we watching on television? What images do I allow to get through my eyes? All right, what do I allow to enter my soul, my heart, get to those spots? Here's one. Social media, your Instagram, your Twitter, your TikTok, your Snapchat, and all those other names, right? What are you, who are you following? Right? When you scroll through your timeline, do you understand you can really dictate what shows up on your screen by who you follow, who you like, 
There are whole groups of people that their job is to find out what you listen to, what you like, what you do, and send you that stuff, sponsored. And you know it's crazy because you'd be talking about it in the room and all of a sudden it shows up on your phone. Yeah, okay. Big brother. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Don't. And here's the other thing. Sometimes when we post, we first look for the likes and then we look for the comments. What they saying? What they saying about me? What they saying about me? I'm going to tell you one thing I do. And y'all need to learn it because for some reason a lot, of you, a lot of people don't know these functions. There's two functions. There's a mute function. Right? You can turn somebody off. I think Facebook made it so you can turn them off and they don't even know you turned them off. That's, that's, that's it. So you can do that. The other one is block. Right? If I'm guarding my heart, there's some things I got to block. Right? And some are coming. Just, let me just be honest. Just because you have an Instagram, just because you have a Twitter, just because you follow me or I follow you does not mean you can say whatever you want to say to me about me when you want to say it. Right? You don't get that right. You are entitled to your opinion but I'm entitled to that block button, all right? And I don't have to listen. And sometimes I don't need to listen. And moving on, it's about that squad, about that squad. So we just gotta make sure. So we're going back to that soul food diet and I was doing all that stuff, kind of working. And, and I realized probably the biggest thing I need to do is I need to go to church more. I don't know. I needed to go to elliptical church. I needed to go to treadmill church. I need to get on that, sta- I hate the stationary bikes, uh, but I had to go to stationary bike church. And what I mean by that is, instead of getting on there and watching some movie, watching some TV show, all that good stuff, I started watching sermons from all different kinds of pastors. Early on, I watched Pastor Garrett too. Watching those things, and you start to realize, when I'm on here, getting it, right? I'm getting it. And I'm listening to the sermon, and I'm filling my mind, my eyes with these positive things. I'd be deep in this message, and before I knew it, I looked up, and the machine was cutting off. I'd reached my time, but I wasn't ready to get off. i got to increase that time a little bit more because that word's still feeding my soul and giving me that energy. And when you start to do that, and we've got, we've got some amazing devices now that allow us to do that. Yeah. Side note, what's the root word of device? Vice. Go with me now. With me. Uh-huh. Somebody gonna walk out here in ten minutes and be like, "Vice, oh, I get it." <laughs> right? Yes, my vice. So, <laughs> I told y'all it's gonna be real. I just know what to do. So, understand. You can get in there and watching sermons. And then I, I started. We used to go to Life Church in Oklahoma. Pastor Craig Rochelle. So I started watching his. And then he had a guest pastor on one time. And I was like, oh, he's pretty good. Then I started watching his. And then he had a guest on his show. And he, had watch, and he, he and the domino just kept coming to where now I got a list of my subscriptions on YouTube of all kinds of pastors that I can watch. And now it's to the point where, okay, I got 35 minutes a day. Who's speaking for 35 minutes? <laughs> Boom. And you know what's funny? Sometimes the sermon that I listen to is exactly what I need to hear at that moment. I got my diet, and in week six, I was about to give up, y'all. I was done with it. It ain't making no sense. I'm not getting the results I wanted to make. And I got on that treadmill, and I pushed it. I said, oh, what's this? What's this one right here? Steam furtive, blah, blah, blah. And he preached a message called Don't Stop at Six. Come on. That, that ain't me. 
I'm not saying God spoke to me, but some things in my path. Just direct. Don't stop at six. You know, I left that after that workout more motivated than I was day one. Right? And that's the part that you understand you keep feeding your soul with good things that's going to happen. I listen to Christian hip-hop during workouts. Christian hip-hop, y'all, goes hard. Hard. And believe me, I'm, I consider myself a hip-hop connoisseur, so I can tell you. I can freestyle a little bit. I'm going to tell on you. Ask my wifey. She met me when I was on the mic freestyling in a little thing. We in church, y'all. We in church. So, you know, so, so know that. So it's, there's plenty of stuff. Out. You need something, hit me up. I got some playlists. I got something. Because here's the thing. When I'm listening to that music and that bass is thumping and I'm hearing that positive word, whoo, I'm in there getting swole, y'all. I'm just lifting, going hard, doing all that stuff. Because it fires me up. It's a fire in your heart that burns when you feed it. Burns when you feed it. But when you don't guard it and you let that garbage in, it's going to manifest into something. And a lot of times it's going to be some sort of system, your weight, your symptom, your weight, uh, your walking light, all that. Stop messing with them symptoms. Let's dig down below the surface. Let's get to the root cause of the problem, right? And for me, it's your heart. It's your heart. It takes you right to that spot. I think really the third thing we move to my last part of this is you got to learn how to self-talk. You got to learn how to talk to yourself. I joke about it. You know, I'll talk to myself all the time. Somebody walk by, who are you talking to? Why are you talking to yourself? Well, sometimes I like to talk to somebody who likes me. Huh? I like to talk to somebody who's intelligent. That's who I'm talking to. Right? You got to have some self-talk. You got to, because I'm telling you right now, in your mind, the things that go on, the thoughts that go in your head, you can't fight them with thoughts. And at this point, Lamorce Crawford, He's our team chaplain, so we have our chapel the night before game. Saturdays before home game, he does it. If we're on the road, another pastor from that area comes and does it. All right, so I sit in that, and that's, that's my church. When I can't come here on Sundays, all right, because the games or I'm on the road, that's my church. I believe I'm still going to get the word one way or another. All right, and pastor mentioned my wife, strong as she is, she rolls up in this church. It's her and Mallory. She's going to get her church on too, all right, with or without me. And that's the part that I love so much, babe. Thank you for that. Thank you. But he mentioned for us, our, our pastor did, every thought that comes to your mind wants to get to your heart. Every thought. And we can't fight thought with thought. You ain't big enough. You ain't strong enough. You ain't well, big enough. What you talking about? No. You're weak. No, I'm not. I serve a God who's strong. You soft. You ain't smart enough. No, I'm not. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All right? What's your verse? What's your phrase? What's your word? When thing, your head's telling you all those negative thoughts. If you just want to think them away, it ain't going to happen. They fight into your heart. But if you want to speak them away, speak it into existence, do that. Get you a verse. Look, find a scripture. I want to write your own. You know the thoughts that are coming. They've been talking to you your whole life. Right? Sometimes you listen, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you listen, sometimes you don't. You know what? Talk to them. Tell them I'm strong. You can't beat me down. Right? That's the part that we got to make sure that we do because that self-talk is so important. So important to your mind, so important to your heart. 
And I'm running out of time here. I go all day. The kickoff ain't till 6.30, so I don't know where y'all got to be anyway. <laughs> but just, you got to get yourself a squad. You got to get yourself a crew of people. It may be one. Mine started with my wife. Just she's helping me spiritually, cooking, meal planning, all this stuff. You got to find somebody. Find somebody. Find few people. You know who they are. You already know who they are. All right? Be with them. Ride with them. They're the ones that are going to help you at the end of the day. All right? That meal and that workout plan? Well, now, start feeding your soul with that positivity. Start feeding your soul with good music. Start feeding your soul with good television. Start feeding your soul with all that stuff. Use the block. Use the mute. Unfollow some people. Go through that phone. I don't even know why I'm following you. All right? And unfollow some people. Don't allow them access to your heart. All right? You don't want that. Right? And then self-talk. Have that self-talk. Don't be afraid to talk. People don't think you're crazy. I've, don't come next to me on an elliptical. I'm talking up a storm about some things. I'm getting it. Ah, yeah, you a man. Yeah, you the beast. Yeah, let's go. It's okay. We need some positive affirmations in our life. And, and I hope just from this speak, and I know I've gone over time. They're going to be mad at me back in the but it is what it is. Just, just thankful. And again, I'm still working. I'm still trying to put these things in my life the same way. I'm still trying to be better. I'm still trying to get my mind right. I'm trying to do all those things. And, and I think important, too, it ain't just about me. It's about our six-year-old. Some of you, a lot of you have kids. It's about them. See baby up in row two. Little cute, right? It's about them. And, and part of sometimes when we're dealing with our children is they don't want to hear what we're saying. They could care less because to them, there's a lot of this, right? You heard the phrase, I can't hear what you're saying because your actions are speaking so loud, right? I like to say it another way. Don't talk about it. Be about it, right? We talk about those things, and that's it. And that's one thing, my daughter, the more we walk in faith and the more we lead by example, the more she follows. I could tell her a million times, you need to get to bed at a decent time at night. But you know what? When I start going to bed at a decent time on a regular basis, oh, that's what we do. Yeah. We go to bed at that time. So I'll leave you on that. Again, thank you for letting me have you. Let me be here, be with you, share with you, be a part of this church. It's been an awesome day. You got Super Bowl Sunday going on. It was great because my man Ben Garland, another Air Force Academy grad, is the starting center for the San Francisco 49ers. He was there when I was coaching at the academy, so it's good. I know some people on the other squad, so it's a good football day. But um, Pastor Garrett, that's, that's it. That's the wrap. <laughs>